You're listening to Inside Acting. To find out more and make a donation, visit InsideActingPodcast.com. Hello and welcome to episode... 88 of Inside Acting. Uh, my name is Trevor Algott. And I'm AJ Meyer. And on this podcast, we interview actors, writers, directors, agents, managers, producers, casting directors, filmmakers, financial gurus, everybody that could possibly be involved with the entertainment industry. And we package those interviews up into this podcast and put it on the internet every week for free for interested peoples. <laughs> and namely you, because you happen to be listening to this right now. Yeah. And of course, uh, we are just two dudes with a podcast, so we don't claim to know everything. And we started this podcast because we're looking for the answers. So if you would like to contribute anything to the podcast, your two cents, your questions, your comments, anything like that, feel free to hit us up in uh, all of the various ways that that is possible. But you can start at our website, InsideActingPodcast.com. And on today's episode, we have part... One of our chat with uh, of our two part chat interview. Let me try that again. Today on today's episode, we have part one of a two part interview with uh, actor Jen Lilly, who was actually recommended by podcast listener George Savage, and uh, I'm really gr- glad that he kind of brought her into our world because it's it's a really fantastic kind of nuts and bolts like this is how I did it kind of interview, and uh, and she's. You know, she wouldn't she wouldn't put it this way, but at least to I think the rest of the world, it looks like she's had a pretty nice run the past couple of years. Oh, so, definitely, definitely. So uh, make sure you guys stick around for that. Right. Yes. Good music. Good music. <laughs> we've had a couple <laughs> listeners actually that we've met with have, have said like, "Where'd you get that music yeah. for like the, the like the intro to the second part?" Yeah, <laughs> like it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, they're they're always coming up and we're just like, "Oh, we wrote it, didn't write it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it we we created it. I yeah, mean, we made it happen. I, I always want. Yeah, exactly. I always want to. I'm always a little bit embarrassed for some reason to be like, yeah, that's just the loops that came with the program. We shouldn't be embarrassed. Yeah, we shouldn't be embarrassed because we get we do get a lot of com- com- compliments on the uh, like the audio quality of the cast, yeah. which I'm I'm always proud of. I'm yeah, always proud of that. Well, that's always been a, a so. big focus. So what's new in your world, dude? You've got you've got a, an awesome past like couple days to talk about here. Uh, yeah, well, it's mostly I just started shooting yesterday. Um, first day of principal photography, as far as I go, not as far as the feature goes. They've been shooting since like the 29th of October. Did you mention the name of this project? Broken horses. It's called Broken Horses. Okay. Did I mention that in the last? I don't think episode? so. Huh. Okay, cool. I'm not Broken under NDA horses. or anything like that, so I'm pretty Sweet. sure I can just like talk speak freely <laughs> speak freely today's the day oh yes it's that aj right before he <laughs> right? got fired yeah yeah right <laughs> next week we're on the podcast so yeah i got fired from the job so i have to read this statement the film <laughs> is not called broken horses <laughs> there is no film there is no film i had to sign my blood my my name in blood um well, today is uh, election day. That's what's happening yeah. in the sort of the background. So by the time this airs, we will probably know who uh, the next president of the United States is. And uh, <clears throat> in full disclosure, 
full honesty, Trevor and I actually have election coverage playing on mute <laughs> in the room Indeed, yeah. so we can keep up with it. But uh, but hey, come on. It's our civic duty to keep up with this kind of thing. So anyway, the tie-in here being that I uh, I have... I can speak freely, free speech, speak freely about the movie. I get it. How's that for a segue? Speech, speech, speech freely. Speech freely. Woo-hoo! Uh, because I'm not under NDA. Um, yeah, it's called Broken Horses. I started, my, yesterday was my first day of shooting. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a little bit of like a featured extra action happening uh, because we just like, you know, the scene was like they're shooting at this funeral and... Uh, fake funeral, obviously. But, uh, you know, we just stood by the grave and then walked away from it to our cars for about five hours <laughs> <laughs> while they got all the different shots. But, like, here's here's the thing. And Jen actually talks about this in her interview about doing background work and, and what kind of, and whatnot. The, the cool thing is about just being on set and, and getting that experience and getting um, learning. I always look at it as a learning experience. Like, I was paying attention to everything and everybody and finding out whose job was what. And it's like, it's a legit set. Like I got, you know, it was catering, got free food. They have transpo teams, like, you know, the, those big white passenger vans. Um, I had, you know, <clears throat> my tiny little trailer. Um, there's like hair and makeup when you first show up in the morning and everybody sits in the same hair and makeup trailer so i'm sitting you know next you know next to the stars of the film while i'm getting my hair and makeup done like it's you know it's like a legit yeah thing like we went up to set and they had like built this chapel on a hill like it's just a facade what's gonna show up on camera is literally just a wall so behind it is like like just yeah nothing just like, like wood supporting beams exactly yeah. exactly so it's like wow this is like doing theater this is crazy um and they made it look amazing up there like a real like old timey cemetery and it was cool and everybody was super nice um and i think just like the cool like one of the coolest things and i i don't i don't want this to sound like big headed or whatever because like i said it was like being a featured extra all day to be completely honest. But when I first showed up, like one of the PAs or something was like, so, uh, are you, uh, what did she say? Are you, um, actor or extra? Oh, and like the oh old, yeah, exactly. Ooh, so I was ouch, like, That's really demeaning. Sting. That's really demeaning because like <laughs> I've done background work before and like you, like I'm an actor, right. like, come on. Like, and all those people that stand around and, and walk back and forth all day for you, which is what I did as well. They're actors as well. They're like, they're just getting their start. Like Jen yeah. was saying, like, it, so she'd spent principal or, or extra. Yeah. Yeah. Jen talks about this in her interview. So pay attention, pay attention to, to that portion of her interview to get a, you know, some, some additional perspective on that. But like, <clears throat> yeah, actor or extra. I was like, well, I know what the answer is. <laughs> like, I have a line, so I have to say, <laughs> I'm like, actor, oh, great, cool, what's your name, here's your thing, like, there's your trailer, don't forget to sign your contract. Yeah. yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So, um, yeah, that was that was uh, kind of interesting, but also kind of cool. So then, in addition to that, we, like, had a different area where we were sitting once we got up to set. Like, they had cast chairs as opposed to like the folding chairs on the other side of the like set that were for the extras and i was like really but i mean at least they got to eat they got to eat the same like the same it wasn't like segregate i feel like it's segregation (laughs) like it's the civil rights movement yeah and i want to be like no 
They're like they're not gonna yeah. sit in the back of the bus or whatever. Hot noodles for the for the actors and the extras get like cheese crackers, right? Like prepackaged yeah. keebler. They can't like. drink from the same drinking fountains. <laughs> it's like Alabama oh, in the fifties. So anyway, yeah. it was that was kind of weird. Like it, it was cool. Like I got to hang out in the same area where the stars of the film and and my sort of fellow henchmen, whatever, got to hang out. So that was cool. But I also could feel for the guys who were like, like this one guy was doing stand-in work. He was there to do stand-in work, and then they asked him to fill as an extra, mm. which is like the worst possible thing that could happen for an actor in that position. Because, well, for two reasons: number one, you get no breaks. <clears throat> I mean, legally, you could demand, you know, your your breaks because it's California state law or whatever. But you go right from like shooting to, Oh, now we need the B team to stand here while we set up this next shot. Right. And then, you know, you go back to being an extra. Um, and then number two, you're doing twice the work for the same pay. Like you're not getting paid extra for being an, you're not getting paid an extra rate and a stand in rate. You're just getting paid one or the other. So I was like, oh, man, I totally feel for you. I was like asking the guy, I was like, can I go get you a water? Like, do you need anything? You need some food? Like, what can I? But just the, like, one of the things that I got into the groove of was just the flow of the set, you know, the flow of the set, like setting up the shot with the with the, the secondary team, the B team. And then it's like, okay, bring in first team. And that means that all the actors get up and go over there and then they do a rehearsal and then maybe they do another rehearsal. And the rehearsal is mostly for the camera, not the actors. The actors got to be ready to go. And once the shot's set up, then they're like, okay, last looks. And then all of a sudden this mob of people comes over and it's all the makeup artists, the hair people, and it's they get their quote-unquote last look at the actor before they sh- actually shoot the scene. And then they shoot the scene and then they set up a new shot, you know. And it was mostly like we, we spent those five hours on one scene, really. You know? Wow. Um, yeah. But just, you know, different different looks at it. So it was just... Just, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's great to get the set experience. And we've talked about this as being a background actor before. So this time it was just like a little little upgrade. That's cool. A little upgrade, you know. Man, I I feel like it's just so nice to hear, like, about the kind of streamlined machine that's happening for you. Because, I you know, I I think I've gotten really used to the indie kind of way of doing things the gorilla where, way of doing where, things, you yeah. know where everybody's picking up and moving apple boxes and yeah moving lights and, and things like that and to hear that like oh yeah this is how it's also done <laughs> it's just a nice reminder right. of like yeah one day you know we get to be there and not not that i would ever want to leave the kind of indie indie movement because i really believe in it but but um <laughs> it's totally. nice to it, it, yeah it is nice to kind of have a team ju- show up and just be an actor yeah I've, yeah I've felt that way as a as a theater actor too i think i said this after coming back from doing of mice and men like you know it is nice to just sh- show up and be an actor and everybody else like has their role and everybody does it yeah everybody does it well you, well, you know? had that experience on was it constantine where like they were just like you you got up to help move stuff it was like a two in the morning three in the morning shoot thing and and they were like, no, dude, you go lay down and just like take a nap for the next half hour. We set this shot up. Oh, we got yeah. It. No, that was... Um, they were like, you be the actor. We'll be the the yeah the rest of the Yeah, that, team. the late night shoot was actually um, uh, Me Using Irony. But yeah, oh, okay. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. 
Totally. And like, it is a well, well oiled machine. I mean, it was like a small city. Like there were so many people, you know, when, when the shots come out, there's gonna be like three people on camera cause it's out in the middle of the desert, but th- behind the camera, there's like a small city happening, you know? And they, <clears throat> like, like I said, when they said, okay, last looks like this mob of people would come over to the actors. Like it's crazy how many people it takes to, you know, on a major feature it takes to, to make everything happen. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and I sort of looking at that, it's funny that you mentioned the indie thing. Cause now I'm thinking about, um, what's his name? Ed, um, Ed Burns, Ed Burns, yeah. like, and his whole thing about like, Oh, I just need just me and a camera and like one dude. And he makes these awesome looking features. And I, it's like having the experience I experienced yesterday. Like I kind of get why that's so, I don't know what the word is like rev- revolutionary because like, holy crap, there were so many people doing like doing every imaginable job. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's also cool to, like I said, in addition to like learning the flow of things, it's also cool to like learn the roles, the positions, like who's doing what. Yeah. And what the expectations are of that position. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very cool, dude. And yeah. and you're basically booked on this for like the whole month. Yeah. 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 So that was my first day and my last day is, uh, uh, what is it? The 29th of November. So basically Sweet. the entire, the entire month of, of November. Yeah. Cool, man. <clears throat> Can't wait to hear how, how it unfolds for you. Yeah. Me too. I have yeah. no idea what it may just be like. I, it's a job and then that's it. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on. How about you, man? What's going on with you? Uh, n- really nothing, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we talked about it last week and I, I cut most of this for time, but, um, I've just spending the last couple of weeks just kind of getting clear again on, on what I want. And that's, you know, just realizing that that is the, the first piece of the puzzle. Uh, a friend of mine bought uh, a Dallas Travers, um, program. Mm-hmm like one of her like flagship programs, like mm-hmm. several, several, several hundred dollars worth. And, um, and she was like, let's do this together. So, um, we sat down the other day and went through like the first piece of it. And it's, it's just really cool, man. Like I think a couple of years, if I could kind of pinpoint one huge difference from like Trevor 1.0 of like three years ago to like Trevor 2.0, who's sitting here now, it would be just kind of like trusting and being okay with people providing value in exchange for money. Huh? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I think I, I think whether I realized it or not, I looked at people like Dallas Travers and, and Emily Grace and other, other people who have these services for actors and just kind of automatically went to a place of like, uh-uh, not getting my money, you know, like not going to scam this one. Like I'm, I'm going to do it myself. Like I got this, you know, like, and I think, um, <clears throat> now I'm at a place where I'm just like, there is absolutely nothing wrong with paying them to help me skip a bunch of crap that I would have had to slog through on my own just yeah. to kind of figure it out faster. And, and you know what, like my experience with all these programs, cause Emily Grace has been kind enough to give me access to stand out from the crowd and build your own buzz. So I've been able to experience those firsthand. They're amazing. Now I'm looking at Dallas Travers stuff. Amazing. It's like, why wouldn't somebody do this. If, if I almost feel like this is one of those instances and I never, I never want to suggest that people be kind of financially irresponsible and use credit cards, but this is almost one of those things where I'm like, you know what? No, throw it on the credit card, man. This is your life. You know, you've only got so many minutes on this planet. How many of them are you going to spend like slogging through stuff when there's something out there that could help you just kind of like skip three years of crap and get to where you want sooner? Yeah. Well, it's an investment. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, 
you, there, you, you're right about responsibility. I think there's also something, something to be said for, like you were talking about the reaction that actors have of like, oh, no, you're not going to get my money. Like yeah. we've talked about it many, many times on the cast. Like there are there are no limits to the number of ways for an actor to write a check in this town. You know, yeah. I think one of yeah. our listeners said that once, and I it stuck with me because it's true. <clears throat> and the thing is, is there are a lot of like. Um, I don't, you don't, you don't even have to call them scammy, but there is this sort of paint by num. We've talked about this as well, this paint by numbers marketing thing that a lot of people online do just to get, you know, actors money. Like they have, you know, the thing, the thing that we hate talking about the system, right? The quote unquote system, the thing that's going to book you work right away. You know, I think maybe where, uh, people like Dallas and maybe even Emily stand out is I've always noticed from Dallas that she talks a lot about being happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like she, a lot, a lot of the content I hear coming out of her, uh, like free videos, for instance, which I do get, I subscribe to her, her like free emails where she puts videos in every once in a while. A lot of the stuff she talks about is just like living your life, yeah. being, being yeah. happy and that kind of thing. And that to me is supportive, <clears throat> not like a system, like here's a system where you're going to get cast right away, but instead like be a happier human yeah you know and chances yeah. are you know you you will see more success yeah um or a better word for success i feel like is abundance yeah you know and what was the there was another thing that i was going to say oh in terms of an investing uh, mm-hmm. uh making an investment i think one i had a great conversation with um ryan basham who uh used to be on the work podcast bonnie I, that, I don't think that podcast exists i don't think bonnie does that anymore but he's a he's a life coach and producer here in uh, in la good friend very very good friend of mine and we were talking about money and debt and stuff and he said you know you it's impossible we, actors get to think of themselves as their own business right and it's impossible for an actor to or it's impossible for a business rather to begin without putting out some kind of capital. Yeah. And almost Startup every single costs. right, and almost every single um business ever has gone into debt or a, a human a sing, a, an individual has gone into debt in order to create a, a business. So guess what? If we are our own business, there's going to be some you know, some debt that come that comes along with it. And <clears throat> one of the things that that we that he and I have discussed a lot is like if you're feeling anxiety about that, then it may be, and once again, this is not encouraging people to be irresponsible. So talk with a friend or something about it before you you know, pull the trigger on this kind of thing. It may not be your debt that you need to eliminate, but your relationship to it or your relationship with money that needs to be reworked mm-hmm. because now yeah. with the, with in AJ 2.0, I love, <laughs> I, love I got that. I'm totally I, stealing that. I got that from Ben Whitehair. Oh, for real? He, he called me Trevor 2.0, Trevor 2.0 and I was like stealing it. Well, he, yeah, <laughs> he's been it. listening to the podcast and like coming into my room and being like, Trevor sounds amazing. He's totally different. <laughs> I love this. And like, just, re- I love that guy. I want to give him a big hug now. He's totally your cheerleader. Believe me. That's cool, man. Um, where was I? Was it talking about the uh, debt AJ relationship? AJ 2.0. Yeah. AJ 2.0's viewpoint, that's that's it, on um, on debt is like, you know what? That just means I'm, I'm up to big things. You know, it's like we've talked about on the podcast before, like Donald Trump has filed for bankruptcy twice. You know, there's a lot of people out there who have been in a lot of debt, and it just means, you know, it, it, in it a means lot of cases, it means you're up to big yeah, things. Yeah, you're playing the game. <clears throat> um, I th- I think just to kind of add to that real fast, um, and I know that you know this, but just for our listeners, 
Um, of course, that means that you're not like putting everything on your credit card. Like, be selective right. about the things that you make an investment in that you that you front that you use a bank to front the money for because you're going to be paying interest on that for who knows how long. Right. Um, so. If we can impart any emergencies any and of, investments, yes, invert emer- That's a good, good, good rule, man. I like that. Emergencies and investments, yeah. not not uh, not Taco Bell. I mean, not, yeah, everyday spending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sweet, exactly. Uh, well, that was an awesome talk for somebody who has nothing, quote unquote, nothing going on. <laughs> it's all in. It's all in here, man. All in here. <laughs> So we've got a uh, an email and two voicemails that we wanted to, to get to on the uh, on the cast today before we move on to Jen's interview. And the the email comes from a listener named Igor, who uh, first of all, cool name. He's <laughs> Russian and he lives in the UK, but uh, he's not British. He 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 wanted to point out that he um he has a Russian accent, uh, but speaks English very well. Um, and he basically wrote in with a few questions about moving to LA, and it had to do mostly with his accent. He says, uh, "What." key suggestions would you have for foreign actors that have an accent but desire to come over to LA to get into film or maybe just thinking whether it's worth it or not would you would you recommend getting a, a you know american slash british accent lessons first and then come over or just jump straight into it and learn uh, as i go uh that's the first part of his, his email and um we've talked about this before but mm-hmm. I, I i i'm of the mind i don't remember what my response what trevor 1.0 said <laughs> <You know? laughs> but but trevor 2.0 uh <laughs> this is weird thinks that uh, not only are we talking about ourselves in the third person yeah. we're talking about ourselves in the third person <laughs> as if there were multiples of us as if we're software <laughs> oh my god People are running from MITT like they make you think you're programmed. Like they literally, <laughs> that's not an MITT thing, by the way. That's no, nope, we, we, we that's can, an us thing. Yeah, actually, it's a Ben Whitehair thing. But you know, anyway. <laughs> totally right. <laughs> just, yeah. just blame, just blame him. him. Blame when in doubt, blame Ben Whitehair. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I've lived my life. Actually, I don't know. I don't know about and, you. you know, surprisingly, it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> If you blame Ben for stuff, it's actually usually a, a really good sign that you're on the right track. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> He's totally good at laughing. You know what I mean? I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, um, so anyway, so so yeah, jump in, man. Go for it. I know a lot of actors out here who have who have really thick dialects, and yeah, most of the time they're told by casting directors, have an American dialect in your pocket you can pull out, but there's something really specific about having those dialects, and I see a lot of castings for people who they want those native speakers. They want the, the authentic, actual, mm-hmm. real thing, not just some American actor who learned the dialect. Yeah. So, so, you know, again, you only have so many minutes on this planet. Like I, I say, come over and figure it out on, you know, while you're, while you're here. Yeah. I definitely, I, I agree with you. I would also say that what you, you know, what you were saying, Igor, about learning, uh, or, or get, getting, um, I think you say getting rid of your Russian accent. Don't get rid of your Russian accent. Just create a standard American accent. You know what I mean? Because like 
the the best example I have lately because you know we've we've talked about all the Australian actors like Hugh Jackman and and um, Nicole Kidman and um, Naomi Watts and, and that kind of thing. Because there's so many uh, R- Russell Crowe. There's so yeah. many Australian yeah. actors these days. They're so brilliant. They come over here and they they end up working in film and people from the UK all the time as well. So if they can do it, of course you can. But the person <clears throat> that I like to, the example I like to use lately is uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the lead in uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, what yeah. is his name? He was in. Um, he's got Kira Knightley. Love Actually, he was in. I think. Oh, right. Okay, so he's yeah. so he's British. Yeah, and like he in Walking Dead, he's from Atlanta, so he's got kind of this slight Southern accent. It's just it's really subtle, which I think is a smart choice because you know one of the things that that people screw up. I was talking to. There's this guy who is from Staten Staten Island who's in the movie with me and he said the the you know he's like the worst thing you could do with a you know <laughs> a, an axe is just try too hard like everybody tries too hard they do too much that's the worst thing you dude, could do it's so cool to watch <laughs> you do it because like your face changed and your body language changed and you were like you were that dude just for a second now it's yeah, cool to watch he's cool his name's jeremy very cool guy <laughs> anyway but he's like the worst thing you could do is you know do too much that's what people do when they do an axe and they, they end up doing too much yeah so it's very it's a very subtle uh uh Atlanta, Georgia accent. The guy's British. Like, I didn't even know. Like, I watched the first few seasons. Then I went to start watching some of the previews for season three. And he's like, oh, we're very excited for season three. And, like, I was just like, what? Who? What? (laughs) So, I mean, you're, you know, yes, you could absolutely go out on Eastern European, Russian, Serbian roles. Um, and, and I'm sure, Igor, you have a better concept of the differences between those different dialects. But I would say that <clears throat> for the most part, to, make, to give yourself the best shot at getting the most roles, um, have your American accent down pat in your back pocket. That way you can um, uh, do any, any audition. You yeah. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, Trev, you, you and I, I mean, granted, we always talk about me being the multi-ethnic one. But we've both gone out for stuff that was not an American accent. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have we have to do it. We have to go in and do a different, or we get to go in and do a different, um, you know, a different uh, accent or dialect or what have you. So, you know, if someone's coming from, you know, overseas, like, it's the same thing. Like, you yeah. know, figure out how to do an American accent. Yeah. Don't listen to this podcast in order to get your American accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't model your American accent after us. We're, we don't, we don't... Uh, <laughs> Pretend to be uh, 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 accent coaches. Yeah, I, I don't know if we're the standard or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I show if I showed up like in the Midwest and I was like, "Yo, dude, what's going on, man? How you doing, bro?" Like, people yeah. would be like, "Okay, surfer boy." Yeah, you know? Are you from California? Yeah. And the weird thing is, I'm not. I'm from Philly, and people <laughs> in Philly talk like, "Well, I don't even know anymore." If they do. <laughs> I don't even you, know. I think, dear Philadelphia, <laughs> what do you sound like? <laughs> do Love you still say, Trevor. "Dude"? <laughs> Um, uh, okay, cool. So, um, you, the second part of yours question was, uh, also, do you think going to London first and getting some work there would be beneficial when I come over to LA? Does having some foreign projects in your resume matter at all when you try to get an agent in LA? I, I'm going to just go ahead and pop in and say, uh, the footage will matter. I don't know if the credits will, unless right. they're like major TV credits. Right. If you're series regular or, or something like that, then absolutely. But right. if it's just like, you know, indie films and short films and web series, the footage is, is what's going to get you uh, some some mileage with agents. Absolutely. And, and, and to take that a step further, going into an agent meeting or going into a meeting with an agent and, and saying like, oh, I did all this stuff in the UK and... 
I have a relationship with all these people in the UK, uh, casting directors and directors and producers, that also won't have any traction. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they're going to be like, okay, great, but I need you to have relationships with the people here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> different market. Um, same industry, different market. Right. Um, and you never know who knows who, but I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to come in and be like, well, I know, you know, Bartholomew Smith and people will be like, who, who's that? Yeah. We don't care. Yeah. And if you try to impress them with that, that's going to be a big turnoff. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think you <clears throat> act like you're maybe act like you're almost starting over as far as relationships go when you get yeah. here and there's nothing wrong with being transparent. So, um, cool, man. So that's, that's, uh, Igor's, uh, email questions. So thanks Igor for writing in. Uh, we also have a couple voicemails. First one comes from a uh, longtime listener and good friend of the podcast, uh, Aurora. Hey, Jay. Hey, Trevor. It's Aurora de Blas. I just am calling to say thank you for continuing to do your podcast. It's awesome. I enjoy listening to both of you and I always learn a lot. So, um, continue please continue the, the the work that you do you guys rock all right have an awesome day bye okay so yeah love her how could you not <laughs> best voicemail ever fantastic I actress called to say you're awesome and i love you <laughs> i just called <laughs> to say i saw her this afternoon I and i had no idea she had called the podcast so it's kind of coincidental did you um, tell her? So we have we have a double reason for playing this podcast. One is just to blow smoke up our you know what's, and the other <laughs> is to which feels nice. Just toot our own horns. We, a need, to, bit. we need to do that every once every in a while. Every once in a while, it makes us it makes us it gives us warm fuzzies. It does. You guys can always send us love letters. Yeah. yeah. Any any time any time. Uh, that was the first part. The second part is it it gives us an opportunity to segue into the fact that we <laughs> we spent like twenty. 25 minutes yeah. responding to a question that Aurora posted on our Facebook group on the last episode. And it was so engaging that we just talked on and on and on and on and on. And it was the one compartmentalized thing that we could remove from the episode to keep us in an hour-ish time frame yeah. and not bore you guys to tears. So, uh, Aurora... Yes, we we got your question. <laughs> we responded. Did you talk to her about it when you were saw her in person I, I, today? I didn't think about it today, but you know, I know we responded on on Facebook. Like that was cool. I just wanted to kind of bring. I wanted to share the question because it was great, great questions. But also, I wanted to kind of just start linking the Facebook page and the or the Facebook group and the podcast a little bit more. Right. Right. You know, right. So, do we want to talk about it, or is it going to open uh, up that I can of worms? I don't think we again? have time, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, if you're not on our Facebook group yet, hop on over. Our website has a link under almost every recent episode to uh, to to the Facebook group, which you can join for free. For some reason, we have to approve everybody. I don't know why. I don't remember setting it up like that. Well, you know what? I can't figure out how to undo that. But you know so- what's weird is like. When people request to join, it just automatically adds them. I think because are you going in? No, I'm, pre- I'm going in. I always I get like the little notification on oh, Facebook really? that says like so and so asked to join Inside Acting. I have to go approve it. That's so weird. Which is weird. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, because it's an open group. Yeah, I, not- I'm not doing that to like be to like police the door or anything. I, I'm just. I don't know how to turn it off. No, we're letting everyone in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're letting everyone in. We just don't know how to remove the lock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're just hanging out by the door. <laughs> Come on! Come on in! Um, yeah, everybody's welcome. Um, but yeah, Aurora's question is up there as well as a bunch of other discussions. Great, great conversation. So add to her question. I think it's great. Um, Aurora, uh, I would love to answer your question in person or <laughs> over the phone or whatever yeah. because we did talk uh, talk a lot about it. But there's tons of responses, and I think you responded on the Facebook group. Yeah, right? she's there's a, <clears throat> yeah, 
yeah, she's got a lot of cool stuff going on. So it'd be good. She's a good person to connect with. Absolutely. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, go friend her on Facebook. She's got some really exciting things going on. So we also have a voicemail from, uh, I'm going to butcher his Lockley. name. Lockley. Is yeah. that how you say it? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Hi guys. My name's Lockley. I'm from, um, Orange County, Garden Grove, California. Oh, see. And, uh, I want to ask if you guys already have an Ooh. episode about like, um, the Screen Actors Guild, like about how to be eligible or ways to be eligible or even the cost of that and the cost of being in SAG and all that. So, and if you guys didn't, please, um, can you guys talk about it? The next episode would be nice or, Whichever episode. So yeah, thank you guys. My name's Locke again. Have a good day. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, Locke, for calling in. And yeah, we, we have talked about this, and I think you actually talked about it on the last episode, 87, yeah. where you yeah. said you called the office and just talked to them for like mm-hmm. 20 minutes, and they, they answered all your questions. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Jen will kind of mention uh, uh, one way of becoming eligible in her, her interview. Um, Jen Lilly. Yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting, Locke, is starting at 60... Or, or whatever, if you started at episode 60, it, we've probably talked about all of the various ways of becoming union or whatever over the course of like the entirety of the podcast. Not that I want to make you go back and listen to every single episode and, and all the content, but you know, here we are on episode 88, an average of about an hour long per, you know, per episode. So we've got over 88, almost 90 hours of content Somewhere in there, we have mentioned the various ways. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if I was going to quickly break it down, I did talk about it in the last episode. Um, uh, your your join up fee is just under three thousand dollars. You can do it in um, payments, and I found out um, from our uh, production coordinator Jen Levin uh, after posting last week's episode that um, you can do a payment plan even if you're not Taft Hartley. You just get to do it through the credit union, um, the SAG after credit union. Um, <clears throat> so there's always a payment plan available, but it's just under three grand to join. Um, various ways of becoming eligible, getting three SAG vouchers, which you can get from doing extra or featured extra work, um, getting um, signing a contract as a principal actor. Um, if you sign another contract within a certain time frame as a principal actor, you become what's called a must join. Um, but, uh, if you sign a principal contract, you can join at any time. If you are part of another, uh, entertainment union, such as uh, actress equity, you can, and you're with that union for a year, all your dues are paid, you're paid up and you're in good standing with them. You can then join any of the other sister unions, including SAG-AFTRA. Those are the three main ways that a lot of people would join up. Uh, there are other loopholes, and for that, I would actually direct you probably to someone like uh, Bonnie Gillespie, um, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of people out there who know all the ins and outs of these new media contracts, where you can literally put together your own production, yeah, your own Officially, uh, yeah. feature, or your own uh, your own like low budget feature, or your own web series, or your own. Um, short film or whatever, and then create the method by which you can become SAG eligible. Yeah. I, I've heard that, that I've heard a couple of stories on that. I've heard <laughs> that, uh, that, that loophole, that new, you know, quote unquote, new media loophole might be going away soon. But I've also heard that it's not because a lot of people are using it to join the union and it, it just means more money for the union. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. There's, yeah, I mean, they're, there's they're, a lot of ways in. They walk yeah. a fine, they walk a fine line because they want to be able to vet their actors, and I totally get that. Like you, you, 
you want somebody as part of your union who's, who's actually working, who's representing your union, who's 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 looking for gainful employment as an actor, um, and who actually has a shot at gainful employment as an as an actor. So somebody who's like you know it's just a hobby, and they're really not taking acting classes, or have never taken acting classes, or they have no interest in bettering themselves as a as an artist. Um, like I get the 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 hesitation there, um, but then they also you know on the other side of that line is them wanting like you said. The dues yeah, to keep yeah. their business running, yeah, know, yeah, or totally. keep the union running, or you know, make sure that everybody who uh, has earned it gets health care and you know mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. So. so, quick question for you, just to kind of put a bow on this on this whole first chunk here, because we're we're like super over time here. Um, would you, or, or or did you even? You don't have to answer the personal part of it, but would you recommend putting the three thousand dollars union dues on your credit card? Ooh, because that that is an investment. Um, but at the same time, it's not like a life or death acting thing. At least not in my experience. I, I'm I was non-union for a long time, and it was just fine. I think the better question is whether or not to join in the first place. Uh-huh. Because, like you know, like I was just mentioning, you can do payment plans, so you don't have to put it on you know a credit card. And if you're doing payment plans through like the credit union, I'll guarantee I guarantee you <clears throat> the uh, interest rate's going to be way lower. Than any credit card yeah, you ever put amen. Good, that good on, so yeah. yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. Um, and then also, uh, you know, the question is whether or not you should join at all. You know, because right now I'm, I'm actually still in a position where I could basically not join after this job. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a must join. They're taft hartling me, but I don't have to join. I don't have to join uh, the union. And even- once you're eligible, you're eligible basically for life. Yeah. <clears throat> well, especially yes, um, especially now that I've done a principal contract, I believe there might be some stipulations to this. So don't quote us on this. We we, we should do some more digging, or maybe one of our listeners or, or Jen Levin knows the answer to this. But um, we'll hear from her tomorrow morning. Right. Sure. And she's like, yeah. texty, texty, she, texty, she's texty, so texty. knowledgeable with that stuff, man. She's, yeah. she's very thorough with this kind of stuff. So, so I, I don't know that there's a time limit. There might be, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like if it was like 90 days after the principal, then you know, um, it expires. I, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I know that if you sign a principal contract, yeah, I can join, cool. um, uh, anytime. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So really, it's a question of uh, of whether or not it's a good idea at this point, rather mm-hmm. than how you pay for it. I say hold out as long as you can. Yeah, I, I always when people ask me, I always say the same thing yep. because I did for the longest time, and it never really affected anything. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And the only reason I'm no one's ever going to hesitate to cast you just because you're not union. That's like I think it's an old myth from from years and years ago. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that's really true. You know, I only joined after because I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, because I got cast in a project that they needed an after con- it was an mm-hmm. after contract. So yeah. right Cross on that bridge when you come to it, boom, well, well said. So that's it. Let's roll into this interview. Let's do it. Great interview. Um, generally I unfortunately was not there. Uh, wish I was, um, gosh, she sounds so sweet. A lot of great information. Trev, you were there. Anything you want to add before we roll into it? Just enjoy this guys. It's, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it comes from. Uh, somebody who's very, very clear and very motivated and very mm-hmm. grounded. And, well, you know, I'll just let the interview speak for itself. Amen. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Trev, and uh, I'm... 
super excited to be sitting here with Jen Lilly, who's an actress who has a, a pretty cool story from what I've heard. I don't know per se, because this is the first time I've actually met her. We're, we're totally going on uh, on a listener recommendation here. George Savage wrote in and said uh, that he went to a uh, like a seminar or a panel mm-hmm. or something with you, and he basically said, like, you have to get her on the podcast. She's amazing. She has a great story. She's, she's a rock star through and through. So, um, Jen, thank you so much for coming out and being here today. Oh, thanks for having me, and thanks to George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, George is a stud. Yeah, it's pretty cool of him to, uh, to be in touch. It's a good word. Yeah. Um, so... We usually like to to kind of just start at the beginning and given okay. that um, I purposely didn't ask you too many questions about, you know, how you got out and involved in this industry and whatnot, because I wanted to kind of save it for the podcast. Okay. So so how did this all begin for you? Where did this journey oh start? Goodness. I know you're from the East Coast, Virginia. I am. I'm, I'm from Roanoke, Virginia. And it really didn't start for me until college. I mean, I am so stage fright. I, I don't know. There's a side of me, people that know me are like, oh, no, you're really outgoing. You like people. I'm like, no, one-on-one, I like people. Small groups, I like people. Otherwise, I'm a little terrified. I'm a little shy. So acting so, was a logical choice. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically, I was at the University of Virginia, and I was going to major in Spanish, dropped out of that, hated their department, not afraid to say it. Um and then I was thinking about maybe going to law school or becoming a teacher. And I was in my second year of school and I was walking all around grounds, as they say, AVA campus. It's very snotty. And uh, there were all these posters for this film called The Loss of Life. And really, I mean, they should have gotten fined. It was like graffiti. It was everywhere. I don't know how they didn't get ticketed. And it was like every time I'd walk out of my dormitory apartment, there would be a sign. Actually, it might have been... No, it was my second year of college. Second year, second semester of college. So walking around, I see all these signs, and it drove me nuts to a point where I decided to audition for it. And I don't know whether it was a challenge. I honestly don't know whether it was a challenge to myself, like a dare to myself, or I don't know. I've always had an interest in acting, and I've always had an interest in actors, but being from Virginia, it's not this logical thing. And I couldn't do theater because I was terrified of it. And I also didn't really understand theater kids. I appreciated them. But in high school, I mean, if you're from Roanoke, Virginia, or if you're from a small town, it's like, I, I never understood how the high school theater kids after the end of a show would be like sobbing, you know, like, Oh my God, it's over. <laughs> what is wrong it's with over. And I was always like, I- I'll, see yeah. you in, I'll see you in biology tomorrow. Like, right. cool. You know, <laughs> right. like we had a test and, and yeah. Miss Jenkins class tomorrow. Like we're good. So I decided I'm going to audition for this film. And I had a video camera that I had just gotten for Christmas from a boyfriend that I had just broken up with, but I kept the video camera. How convenient. Yeah. Um, I was going to give it back to him. He's like, don't give it back. So I go home to Roanoke, Virginia, which is two hours from Charlottesville. And I just went in my room and I, I set up my video camera like very awkwardly and just kept recording myself saying it and then watching myself back, which is everyone's horror, right? As an actor, the first time you see yourself on screen, you're like, oh my God. That's not me. <laughs> yeah. It's not I me. It's so uncomfortable. I'm such a dork. So I would just keep rewatching it. And then finally I got it to a place where I liked it. And I think I spent the night at my parents' house that night and then went back to college the next day and auditioned. And uh, it was a really intense scene. I had to like get raped in it and all this stuff, which is always fun when you have a reader. It's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy. Total comedy. (laughs) And um, I left and kind of was like, "Mm, that was interesting and uncomfortable, but... I don't know. And then I got it. I got it like on the spot. And when I went to set, 
I just kind of fell in love with film because the camera, for whatever reason, doesn't make me uncomfortable. Because I feel like when you work in film, first of all, the crew is really down to earth, and I love that. You know, they're all doing their own thing, and they're not dramatic, and they're not into drama. Like, I'm not into gossip. I'm not into drama. I'm not into all that. Like, I, I don't have time for that in life. So I kind of really like film crews, and I have an affection for them. But also, I, I don't know if you've ever worked on a film, you can watch you know, watch the dailies, you watch the playbacks and you can go to the makeup person and be like, um, how is that scene? And they'll be like, uh, your makeup looked great. You know, and it's like <laughs> wardrobe is looking at wardrobe, camera's looking yeah. at the camera, yeah. DP's looking at the frame. No one's their, really watching, watching you ass. except for your own self. So yeah. it's, it's kind of nice because you're in this like little private relationship with your scene partner and the camera and that doesn't bother me. I mean, wow. I've, I've done theater, I've done musical theater, but the right lights have to be like hella bright. You know, like okay. I don't need to be seeing myself <laughs> right. at all. So, wow. Yeah. So that's and, that's what kickstarted it. Yeah, and then after that, I kind of was like, "Hmm, I want to do this. I think, I think I want to pursue this." So I started doing a bunch of uh, student films, and I took some film classes. And then there were um, there's a lot of independents that shoot in Virginia because of tax, you know, all that stuff. Sure, it's all, it's all yeah. going elsewhere. So I got involved with that and um, called my parents, and they were like, uh, okay, just get your college degree, and if that's what you still want to do, then, like, okay, as long as you have something to fall back on, we're not going to gonna support you. Plan. I mean, we're yeah. to emotionally support you, but, like, we're not going to give you any money or anything, and I'm like, well, I don't need not one of those girls, so... It was fun. Then I moved out here five years ago and <laughs> drove across the country. My SUV, I have a little uh, Santa Fe, which is like a mini SUV. And I packed it so full of stuff that I swear to you, I think I was praying half the trip because I thought if a fly lands on my car, like I'm done. Like the bottom's just going to fall out in the desert, right? Because I'm taller than my car and I'm five, two and a half. I wow. was taller than my SUV. It was a problem. <laughs> so I got right. out here and... um I don't know. I just feel like anybody can do acting if you're smart. If you buy, I bought a bunch of books on the business of acting and read them several times, you know, because I think a lot of people will move out here and just be like, oh, I'm going to be a star, you know, I'm going to be famous. And it's like, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're set up, setting yourself up for a lot of emotional turmoil because it is a job of rejection, you know, and you have to, it's a numbers game and you have to just go in and, I always tell my manager and I always tell actors when I'm teaching like a business of acting seminar, which I do every once in a while for free, just because I love actors and I think we need each other. Um, I always say like the job is not to book the job when you go in for an audition because it can come down to the most stupid thing in the whole wide world. It might be that, uh, well, I'll get to the stupidity of it, but like your job is to book the room. Your job is to book that casting director or that producer and have them remember you because I've had it where three years down the road, they're like, yeah, I remember you. You came in for me for, and I'm like, what? So, you know, it's like, yeah. it's not your job to book the audition because there's so many things that are stacked against you. And I moved out right during the writer's strike, which is super smart on my part. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> that was fun. But the kind of nice thing about that is that I, I don't know anything different. I understand that it has changed, but um, for those of you who are listening who are just moving out or if you're thinking about moving out, basically how auditions work is you get a pre-read maybe, which is almost like an audition to audition from your manager and agent after God knows how much pitching they've done behind the scenes. Then you go in and you might get a call back and then you might go to producers and then after producers, you might go to you know testing or network depending on how big the role is. Well... Anytime you book a role, 
it's not, you know, they videotape you. Well, that videotape is now being uploaded somewhere. So New York might be watching it. LA might be watching it. For all you know, Europe might be watching it. And what my understanding of how it works now, I mean, correct me if you know otherwise, but is (laughs) that say there's a hundred people that have to just sign off on you, which is really not that exaggerated of a number. Mm Mm-hmm. If 99 of them say yes and one dickhead says no, <laughs> you're going back to square one, back yep. to the audition. She looks and like my ex-girlfriend. Exactly. Get rid of her. Yeah. yeah. She looks like my you know, ex-girlfriend. She looks like my ex-wife. I don't like the color of her hair. I. She's too short. She's too tall. She's too skinny. Yeah, she's too fat. Weird, her, whatever. Yeah. Littlest, I don't like her teeth. It's, it's like, oh, her yeah. teeth are too perfect. Or she needs to look like these people that are in the show, even though it's, she might be the better actor or yeah. whatever. She it just doesn't fit. Physically. So you can't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. of course we all do, but you, you got to like try to learn how to be like, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. If you like me, great. If you don't like me, like that's cool. We don't have to be mean to right. each other. We don't have to get along. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There are people that are going to always like you and there are people that are never going to get you. Yeah. We have a saying on the podcast that, that I, I, I think somewhere along the line it, it got kind of messed up, but the saying somehow morphed into <laughs> don't focus on booking the job, focus on booking the office. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know we found that's really, really effective just to go in and show them that you're somebody that's going to be a joy to work with. And a contender and somebody yeah, yeah, that, yeah. and somebody for casting directors, their butts on the line every time they cast a job. So if they don't at least have like five good options to bring to the director, they look like they're incompetent. So they will call you in just because they know, look, if you're not right for the role, you're going to at least yeah, make, <laughs> make them look, me look good. good. Yeah. And they're going to get another job next yeah. week. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. That's so cool. So you didn't have much, um, kind of, I knew motivation to move towards acting before this, this poster you saw. No. And I mean, I really, and then even after school, I graduated a semester early and I was saving up money. I was teaching kindergarten during the day, actually I was substituting all grades, but I ended up getting a long-term kindergarten substituting job. And, uh, I was waiting tables at night, which was awful. And, uh, I got three teaching job offers out of it. And I thought, God, is this what I'm supposed to do? But I really felt like I mean, I'm a Christian. I think everybody has some sort of something, like whether it's their conscious or whatever, that they just have this gut feeling. I was like, I just think that that's what I'm supposed to do. So I made a seven-year plan, and I've been here five years. And I made a seven-year plan not to be, like, famous, right? Not to be, like, an A-lister, but to to track my progress. Because I feel like if after seven years you're still, like, one-liner co-star at best, one-liner co-star at best, maybe it's not going to happen. And And... I don't encourage people to give up, but at the same time, I think you should be a realist. And especially as a woman, I mean, I want to have kids and I want to also be a mom. I want to do more than just acting. So there's a biological clock at some point, like you can just keep, you know, going around in circles. So it's been going well, but I mean, I definitely, when I first moved out here, I ate eggs and rice for seven months. I went to Costco. They had a 30 pound, it was either 30 pound or 50 pound bag of rice for six seventy six ninety seven, And I, I got a Sterilite container, which is one of those big plastic yeah. like bins. Just like put a quarter in it, it just like spits out the rice. <laughs> I literally just put oh all this rice, I had it in a Sterilite container and that's what I ate for seven months because I was so poor. Wow. So, I mean, I just think anybody can do it because I didn't have any connections. 
You just so, make them. So tell us about the seven-year business plan. That's really interesting to me. Like before you even yeah. came out, you were like, okay, seven years. And not really knowing a whole lot about the industry, it sounds like well, you were like, this is, these are the milestones I need to hit. I kind of knew, I started to know a lot about the industry just because I bought, uh, I've never met this woman, but I should probably get a kickback for how much I talk about her book. Judy Kerr yeah. is this acting coach yeah. and she wrote this book called Acting is Everything. Yeah. And I just really feel like it's like the Bible for actors. And then I bought a, I mean, these are all on Amazon where you can buy them used and all that stuff. And I bought a bunch of books. Um, one was like How to Make It in Hollywood. That one, the full, whole like, first like 50 pages is just like, if you like anything other than acting, don't do acting. <sighs> Like the whole 50 pages is I trying to talk you. Advice, but yeah. it, it is, but it's yeah. like, if you can make it through the first 50 pages, then it's like, okay, if you're still reading, like, here's what you need to do. And so, I mean, I learned a lot about it just from books. Cool. But cool. I, you always, you learn, you know, you learn as you go. But even just for you to show up and having educated yourself that way and then to say, okay, I'm going to make a plan for myself and these are the mm-hmm. deadlines I need to hit. That that puts you like light years ahead of most actors, I think, who come out here yeah, and just go like, oh, unfortunate. I want an agent or I want to book a student film. Like they just kind of, yeah. me, myself included, I'm guilty mm-hmm. of it and that's why I can recognize it. So it's amazing to me that you just, you were like, nope, got to have a plan. This is how it's going to work. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Well, I, I don't know how else you can, do it. Can you, can you tell, I mean, you're five well, years sure. into it. Can you tell us what it, what it looked like a little okay, bit? Okay. Well, the first two months, uh, when I was eating rice and eggs, first two months of rice and eggs and cockroaches. Oh my God. You I ate cockroaches? No, no, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rice and Lots eggs and cockroaches. Oh my God. No. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so poor. So I would do the first two months, uh, Judy Kerr's book says you should do background work because obviously it's not uh, recommended beyond mm, a couple months just because we all know like you hate to do background. It's awful. It's degrading. It's never going to get you another job, but you have to do it because you have to get your golden tickets. I like to call them, you know, your sad right, golden your tickets. Vouchers, yeah. And um, so I was doing background for like two months and then I would come home and get on my computer and be like, okay, what else can I do? You know, signing up for LA casting and actors access and getting the headshots right out of the gate. Um, and then I would write cover letters. I, you know, I would sit down and I don't remember at the time how I did it. I think at the time I did it from LA casting probably, but you can go to LA casting or actors access. You can look up agencies and, there's also, you can also go to Samuel French and they have like an agency's book now, which I didn't know until a couple of years into it. But at the time I would look up agencies. Then you can sign up for the 14 day free trial on IMDb pro. Um, and seriously, not that I recommend this, but if you're that poor, you just, it's every email is 14 days. So you can just create a couple of emails, right. And just right. do this. Just keep getting it back. So, yeah. and you would I'd go on IMDb pro and I would look up the agencies and I would look up who they represent and they didn't have to be famous by any means. Cause then you don't, I always say that you don't want to start out and I'm still in this point. I'm with stone manners now and I love them, but they're still upper mid level. You know, they're not CAA, but you don't want to start you don't want to be the smallest fish in a big pond. You want to be like a medium sized fish in like a pretty small pond and then get, become the largest fish and then switch up and then switch up and switch up and switch Mm. up. And I think that's the nature of the business. And I think there's a way to do that without burning bridges. You know, I still have a really amicable relationship with all my past agents because if you're a, if you're a small boutique startup agency, you know, that's, that's part of, you know, that's part of your business that that you're going to train people up and you're going to, then you're going to have to release them, you know, and they're going to have to go to the next level and then they're going to have to release them. So you can go on IMDb pro. I would look at their actors and I wouldn't starting out. I wouldn't look at whether or not they were famous. I just wanted to see if they were working. 
You know, mm. like, do they have at least... So if they, it's a boutique agency, which I love because then they know your name. I always say CAA, you, you shouldn't go to CAA until you have a book deal, a movie deal, your own production company. You know, you got to right. be able to like, yeah. you're an A-lister. Otherwise, I feel like they have this like invisible Holocaust thing where you're like number A25XYZ, right. you know? Barcode. Yeah. Like they don't know your, your name. Neck. So go with a boutique agency that maybe has like 40 clients. Uh, I don't think that they should have more than 30 clients per agent because that's just too much. So that's the ratio I like to go for. And then I would say, okay, out of the 40 clients, if there's two agents, how are there at least 10 of their clients are like working on a pretty consistent basis, you know, three to four IMDb credits a year. And then I would, and then I would submit and I would write a cover letter. And one thing I also do, which I didn't do to my second year, but I always tell people to do this is I would put in my cover letter, you know, you do your, 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 uh, picture resume, which I recently learned you should not do the clear envelopes. You know how yeah, we're always I've pressed. Heard that too. Yeah. yeah. So I did, I did like not the clear envelopes the first time around. Then I started doing clear envelopes. The reason you should not do clear envelopes, my manager said is because if they have somebody like you or they just don't really like your picture, they're not going to open it. It's going to immediately go in the trash. So don't send it in a clear envelope. And then what I would do on my cover letter, I'd basically keep it short. Be like, hey, I'm Jen. So-and-so recommended you, likes you. These are things I'm working on. These are the shows that I feel like I'm right for. I network with casting directors um, all the time. Here's a list of people. I have, I, I, like, I have a yeah. list of people I know. So I can go over that with you if you want to take a meeting. I feel like we'd be a good match if you agree. You know, call me. If not, enjoy some candy. And then I stick some, like, Tootsie Rolls or Laffy Taffy down in it. Because I feel like when you get mail and it has, like, you know... Stuff in it. bulk, you're like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so I feel like it's an easy way to go to the top of the pile. And how wow. mad can you be? Right, You know, right. even if you're, like, an anorexic agent, like... You could, you still laugh. Right, yeah. Give your Laffy Daffy to your intern that he's. So that worked for you. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, that's really cool. So, so you got a pretty good return rate on. Uh... Um, yeah. Cool. Took meetings with people, and I don't know, I feel like meetings are, meetings are fun. Because yeah. you, it's such a mind game. Yeah. To well, just act like you don't need them. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Even though on, on the inside, you're like, please. Please <laughs> take please, me. Please, please, please. please. I'm eating rice and eggs and cockroaches. <laughs> um, one thing we talk about on the podcast a lot is is bringing value to that meeting with the agent. Because we think a lot yeah. of, not we think, I, I should speak for myself. I think that in my experience, a lot of actors have gone into agent meetings and basically been like, so do you have anybody like me? Like, what's your yeah. roster? Like, they ask those kind of typical questions. And the thing basically, is, is they should know that ahead mentality. of time because of IMDb Pro. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do the research, but then also go in and say, and say this is my action plan. This is where I want to be in yeah. three, six, nine, ten, twelve months. These are the people that I have built yeah. relationships with. These are the shows I want to work on. How can you help me meet my goals? Yeah, How totally. can I help you meet your goals? Like, it's just, it's, it's a relationship. It's not it a, a relationship. It's not a pick me thing it's not because at the end of the day i always say you're the ceo of your company whether you feel like it or not we are the ceo of our company and you have to act like it and yeah. and you really want somebody to be your quarterback that's really good but at the same time it's like they're not excited about you all it's gonna be is a rep's name on your resume yeah and then you're gonna be looking for another one yeah you're not gonna go anywhere and you can do a lot without an agent from actors access mm-hmm. yeah 
Reels. And, and casting director workshops. I know oh a lot God. of people who book stuff all the time and don't yeah. have an agent just by going to those. And that's a whole other can of worms because yeah. I know some people love them and some people hate them. Yeah, but, it's such a debate. It's such yeah. a moral debate for people. But I mean, yeah. I feel like you can do your research and figure out which ones call people in and then avoid the ones that don't. Yeah. And the research is not hard. It's not like no. it's hidden somewhere. No, it's pretty, no. It's, it's pretty all, evident. They're all on their websites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. So so you, you've been in LA now for five years yeah. um, and you're action plan is going pretty well yeah. so what has your journey like been since you got out here you were eating rice and oh eggs God, and then so when uh when did things kind of switch over to when did you graduate to cereal or ramen <laughs> or <laughs> whatever's um, next oh gosh let's see i i'm trying to think i mean it's all it's so funny because when you don't have seasons you know things run together um but i keep an yeah. excel sheet i feel like everybody should keep an excel sheet of some sort of auditions they've had and uh, or casting directors, especially casting directors they've met from the workshop, like what scene did you do? How'd it go? What did they say? So that you can use that later. But, um, gosh, I don't know. I, I know I booked, uh, so I moved out late 2007. And then what I did is I was doing the background work for two months and then I stopped doing that. And I, uh, while I was doing background, I ended up getting pulled to do a couple of lines on Hannah Montana, which I was very excited about. Oh, cool. That's two things now you have in, in common with our co-host, AJ, who's not here today, but oh, uh, yeah? he's also wrecked by Stone Manners, and yes. he's been on Hannah Montana. So. Nice. How cool. So I got pulled for that, which was cool because you rarely get pulled from background to do something. So that was nice. I did that, and then I think I did some plays, and I got into a bunch of improv classes, and then... Uh, I don't remember whether at that time I was either working at the container store. Nice. Oh, it was so awful. I mean, it was wonderful because I love this. City? I love, yes. Nice. But it was crazy. I worked at the night shift so that I could do the acting stuff during the day. And then, um, oh gosh, sorry. I'm so scattered because the timeline, again, it's so strange. When did I graduate into that? I don't know. Then I booked Two and a Half Men. And then I think I, you know what? I booked three national commercials and that kept me afloat for a while. Awesome. And then after that, I haven't, I don't think I've booked a national commercial since, but that was kind of a big game changer for me. And that was about a year or so into your journey here. About a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and in November, it it was amazing. And it was all within like two weeks. So (sighs) it was this very weird time, but, um, I was very thankful for it, but how I got my, my golden tickets was I, wasn't going to go back to background. You know, I was like, no, Judy Kerr's book says I don't do background for more than two months. Like, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I don't have my golden tickets. And then I saw that Clint Eastwood was shooting Changeling. And I was like, I have, I always have like a 1920s face. It's just one of those things that I do have. Thank goodness. So I, they were looking for girls that had 1920s face that didn't have, that had like natural calling hair, colored hair. Normally I have blonde hair. I have brown hair right now, guys. But I didn't have highlights at the time. So I was like, okay, I totally fit this description and I don't even care if it's background. I just want to see Clint Eastwood in action. So like, I'm totally not above it. And there was like 5,000 girls and he pulled me and it was so funny because I remember being on set and Clint Eastwood was staring at me and I kept doing that thing in my head where I was like, don't be such a stuck up bitch, Jen. Like he is not looking at you, (laughs) you know, like he's totally looking at wardrobe right over your head or something like that, (laughs) you know, like don't even be that conceited and. And then he kept looking at me and I would like look away and then like, you know, look back and look away. And then finally, whoever he pulled his makeup person aside and he said something to them and she walked up to me and she was like, 
um, Clint wants to use you. And so they used me for... Clint wants to use yeah. you. How he many actors like, would kill you? Yeah, that? I know. He's like, you have a 1920s face and we need it for this scene. And, um, and they gave me like a couple solo shots and they got cut, but I didn't care. They gave me like some reaction shots because I can like cry on cue, which was fun. And, but I got my golden tickets and I got to, and he sat down and, and he sat at my table and we had lunch together one day and it was just like How wild. surreal is that? It was super crazy. And Changeling, that's like a two-year-old, that was like two years ago? It was, years? I guess, four years ago now, maybe. four years ago? Oh I know, as I'm saying, time flies. It's almost wow. Christmas. I can't believe it. I'm not <laughs> yeah, ready for yeah. Christmas. Wow. So then after that, I got my golden tickets and then I booked Two and a Half Men and then I joined the union and then just from there, I just feel like Actors Access and Workshops, like I just kept, kept booking. Kept booking. Sweet. Yeah. That's and, great. I mean, you go, I, I definitely went through like an eight and a half month period two years ago where I didn't book anything. I would mm-hmm. go in and of course, you know, you see your agents would follow up and be like, how'd she do? And she's like, Oh my God, it was amazing. It was just like the best audition. And you're like, okay, great. Fingers crossed. And like nothing and for nothing, eight and a half months. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on here? But I don't know. I guess this is like the ebbs and flows of the business. So how did you handle that? Did you have the, oh, those, of course you have my breakdown. Dark nights of the soul conversations. You know, I always, I feel like I have a breakdown like once every eight months, you know, where, where, um, I'm not like a crier normally in real life. So I feel like every eight months I'll be really stressed out. I'll be building. And then I like hit my head on something or stub my toe. And it's like enough for me to like have like a 30 second, like <laughs> meltdown. And then after 30 seconds, I'm like, okay, I'm good to go <laughs> for another eight months. <laughs> so I don't know. All right. I, like, I pretty much eight months on the dial. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Right on. I don't know. But again, I set the seven year plan and mm-hmm. I, And I told my parents and I told my siblings and all my friends, I was like, I'm going to, there will be times where I will call you up. This is, I told them this in Virginia before I moved out here. I was like, I will beg you to let me come back. I will beg you to like release me from this because I don't, I will say like, I don't want to do it anymore. Like I knew going in, like there are going to be times where I just want to just go back Right. And just live the simple life of like having dinner at five on the table and like whatever. Teaching kindergarten. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. And so they keep me accountable. Have you ever had that? Have you ever called them in a panic? Oh my God, like, of I'm course. Done. This is saying like about every eight months I have like a breakdown and then oh, I'm so like. Oh, so it's full on like oh, guys, I'm moving home. It's it's not a moving home. It's just like a, what am I doing here? Am I like completely stupid for doing this? What What's going right. on? Is you know, and I even had that just after General Hospital, like a month ago. I was laughing with a friend on the phone. She was like, "I had a breakdown." I was like, "Girl, I had a breakdown." <laughs> About a month ago, I hadn't had one in a year and a half, so it was building up. <laughs> I was like, "I had like a half hour breakdown, not just thirty seconds." <laughs> My boyfriend was like, "Um, please breathe, because I think I have to take you to the hospital because you can pass out." Oh but it's like normal. It's just yeah. like, I always like to tell that to actors because it's like, we all feel this way, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then my friends that don't have as many credits of me are like, I hate you. Shut up. And then, you know, the people that have more credits of me than me are like, it's okay. Like that just happens. You, you always think like, oh my God, is this it? Yeah. I'm done with this show. Is this it? And, yeah. and it's like, no, just give it some time. <laughs> I've, uh, I was talking to somebody maybe a couple of weeks ago that said, you know, when I have those moments, mm-hmm. when I have the moments of like, fuck this, I hate this, yeah. I'm moving home, like my life sucks, blah, blah, blah. They said, 
I forget who it was, but I think it was a she. She said, I set a timer on my phone for 20 minutes or 10, maybe it was 10 minutes. And she said, and I just set the timer and then I just let it all out. Like I lay yeah. in my bed and I cry and I scream into my pillow and I do whatever I need to do. And then when the timer goes off, I go, okay, get back on the horse. Yeah. And for her, it's really effective. Yeah. Um, I might have to steal so, that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, a lot of times if I'm feeling really bad, I just go on a walk. I just take my dog out. I'm like, Dude, I'm walking get is so away underestimated. From, yeah. yeah. Because it's yeah. like I just want to clear my head and I want to not be on social media and my phone. That's always the question. And I, I love my fans to itty-bitty bits. Thank God for them. But it's always the question. You know it as an actor. If you've booked anything <laughs> or if you haven't booked anything, you will hear this question so many times. It's like you the day you wrap. So what's next? You're like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're like, well, I'm going to go eat dinner. Even, I, yeah, yeah, you're like, I don't know. I just rapped on something. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't even been able to be pitched for an audition because I haven't been available. So, like, give me a couple months. Like, don't freak out. Right, right. Okay, guys, hopefully you enjoyed that uh, first part of our two-part interview with uh, actor Jen Lilly. As Trevor said earlier, just some great nuts and bolts stuff there. Um, You know, we've had listeners say, you know, I really enjoy it when you bring uh, actors on. I love all of our guests. Uh, There is something special about a working actor coming on the podcast who gives, like, their point of view of the stuff that you and I talk about anyway at the beginning and the end of the podcast. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, And uh, and, and Jen Lilly is, is, is nothing if she is not a working actor for sure yeah for sure i think when i first thought about you know putting inside acting together i was like yeah this is the reason like seriously the 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 main thing in my head was me seeing myself running into like elijah wood at a coffee bean and being like dude like (laughs) can i can i just pick your brain for a second dude you know yeah dude first of all (laughs) dude and he he runs he's Um, like are you from philadelphia yeah (laughs) yeah right um and just being like, hey, you know, like just just having the the podcast is another reason to sit down with him. So right. it, it all started with with the working actor, you know. And like, yeah. I love the people we've had on that that are not actors that are that are you know like people like Miata Edoga and, uh, and Beverly Hills Playhouse, Alan Barton, and yeah. you know people like well, that. Loglin, yeah, Matt Loglin, yeah. Like they, that was amazing. People, people, we got a lot of good feedback. People, on that. people loved, loved that him. interview. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. so so those are great, but there's you know it's inside acting. Yeah, there's and a special just, spark just, when we have a yeah. working actor come on, and 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 I definitely felt that listening to this interview. So kudos on that, Trev. Well done. Well, uh, well, thank you. Well, Jen, thank you, Jen Levin, for uh, again for for kind of. Right, thank you, George Savage, for bringing uh, Jen yeah. Lilly to our attention, and thank you, Jen Levin, for coordinating everything. We appreciate Boom. appreciate yeah. all of it. Yeah. So uh, um, yeah, we don't have much time. So let's let's <clears> pick of the week, this. sir. My pick of the week is uh, an album by a band called Flyleaf. I think they're a Christian rock band. Um, and I apologize to the people who don't like who don't have the same taste in music as I do because I keep picking these <laughs> albums, which people are probably like, "Oh, I hate that music, Trevor." But um, it's it's, it's I don't your know. pick of the week, sir. It's my Own pick it. of the week. Thank you. Own it. Thank you. I will stop apologizing. Um, so so yeah, it's uh it's I think it's a Christian rock band. They've got a, a female lead singer who just like in, is incredible. Um, she's actually leaving the band. She had no. her first son. And I think, and uh, she put out a statement on the band's website. I'm always, I always geek out about bands that I like. I like to learn about, you know, the family aspect of the band. Mm -hmm. And they put a statement on their website from her that basically just said, uh, you know, like I, I looked at my son and I said, 
this is my main number one priority in my life now. So I've, you know, it hurts me to leave this band, but I've, I've got to do it because my son is, is it for me now. And so they've, they've brought on another chick who, whom I haven't heard yet, but they're going to be touring, you know, doing the new, the new songs with this new lead singer. But so this is the last album with the, with the original chick. And, uh, I actually haven't bought it yet, but I've listened to the samples on iTunes a bunch of times and it just sounds awesome. So I'm going to uh, pick they, it up tonight. It's on Spotify. Probably, yeah. Flyleaf, and what we'll, we'll put the iTunes link on our site, and I'm sure you can find it on Spotify. I was gonna say if it's on Spotify, you can listen to the whole album. Uh, and Spotify is free. I haven't gotten on the Spotify bandwagon yet. <gasps> wow! I think it was a pick of the week. One of my it pick was, of the week. It was, and I Trevor never. Trevor Algett. I know. I don't I, even I, listen to your own co. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to like make the transition from downloadable content to streaming content with my music. I still feel like I want to own it. I'm old school like that. Well, you also want to support the artists. Yeah, well, they, they totally... get paid on streams, but but there's something to me. There's something about having a copy of it for myself that totally. I can listen to offline and anywhere like that. That means something to me. Totally. I, I like the art. I like to, I'm the kind of guy who like, if I had a, a record player, I would buy the LP, like the vinyl and I would listen to it with headphones on and look at the artwork. Like I'm that, <laughs> I'm that guy that would just spend an hour doing that. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Flyleaf uh, album's called new horizons. Awesome. Uh, your pick of the week. Um, well, my are pick we looking of, at it right now on the TV? Yeah, my pick of the week kind of got bogarted. We took a we took a break uh, to uh, break up the uh, the first and second part of the podcast while you guys listened to Jen Lilly and uh, turned the TV back on. And uh, Barack Obama is the uh, is still the president of the United States. He was reelected while we were um, while we were recording the other yeah. part of the podcast. It's official. Looks <clears throat> like Ohio was the swing state that, that did it. That, yeah, that was the one that put him over 270, yeah. uh, 270 electoral votes. So uh, Barack Obama is not my pick of the week. Um, maybe democracy is my pick of the week. Uh, <laughs> the election is my pick of the week. I love um, it. I you, was thinking you about picked make, an ideal. I was thinking about I was thinking about uh, making the election my pick of the week anyway. But then I felt weird that we wouldn't know the answer until we were done recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was already thinking about making the election my pick of the week, and then and then changed my mind. But uh, now that we know the outcome. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the election, uh, uh, decision 2012, um, is, uh, is my pick of the week. And, uh, we have ourselves, uh, the same president. I was going to say a new president. Yeah. We have ourselves the same president yeah. for another four more years. So, um, yeah, yeah. and whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, um, this, uh, this is still democracy. So that's something to celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cool. Uh, listener we have a, pick of the yeah, week. listener pick of the week from, from, uh, Igor actually, whose email we responded to earlier. Um, it's an iOS app and an Android app, I guess. And I think a windows, windows and Mac. Windows yeah, it's RT, on, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of everywhere, but it's, a, it's an app called shot designer and it, it looks pretty robust. It's for DIY filmmakers, mm-hmm. uh, or DPs or directors or really anybody that wants to kind of make their own content. And it's just a really cool way to visualize blocking the scene with your lights, with your cameras, with your actors with your set and mm-hmm. it looks pretty it looks like a great great tool there's a free version and there's a paid version at twenty dollars and with yeah. the paid version you also get the desktop yeah app. which is kind of ridiculous if you think about it like that's tw- actually a huge twenty dollars <laughs> pretty nice and you bargain, get a yeah. mobile version and the desktop version yeah that's ridiculous so if you're like me and you're a total apple environment then you could have it on your iphone ipad and mac and like be totally yeah hooked up yeah i wonder if you could also download it for the wind for wind because i do have a 
gaming. This is my dirty little secret. I have a gaming PC. Um, Do you still have that? Oh, yeah. Dude, I freaking love that thing. I, saw, I thought you like disassembled it and sold it for some reason. Uh, I guess no. Okay. Uh, maybe an old one I did that with, okay. but not not my current one, no. Um, but, yeah, so they have a free version and a, and, and a $20 uh, paid version. I guess the free version, you can only do one scene or something like one that? One scene and then, at a time, I think. And the paid version looks like you can basically just store them all. And Yeah, and they, th- they have yeah. like a... They're working on cloud syncing and um, collaboration yeah. and some other things. There's a video. We'll post a link on our website. There's a video on our website that Trev and I watched before we started recording. It looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So thank you, Eeyore, for, for that recommendation. I actually read about that app on Film School a couple months ago. No Film School, rather. A couple months ago, and then I never followed up on it. But So, so thanks for bringing that back. Totally. Uh, sweet. So I think that's, that is all we've got time for. So, um, <laughs> lots of different ways. If, if you are listening to this podcast and you really dig it, um, we would really encourage you to not just sit back and smile, but also to possibly take action on how much you love it. Uh, that could be just telling some friends that could be leaving a review that could be joining the Facebook page, uh, and liking our page and, or joining the Facebook group. Um, that could be contacting us, email, Twitter, Facebook. I'm kind of like, jumbling them all together because we do this we do this all the time and hopefully people know by now you know where to find us (laughs) absolutely but um yeah so there's there's all that you can leave us itunes reviews reviews on actor rated um we're everywhere so just hit our website inside com, and please communicate with us and and say nice things if you if you like (laughs) what we're doing and if you want to go the extra mile and uh and keep us in business well, not really. In, we're not really in business, but if you want to keep us going, <laughs> yes. Um, nothing, nothing helps like uh, like money does. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, donate, donate to the podcast. That's all there is. It's really easy to do. There's a donate button on the right hand side of the website, and you just click on it. It's all pot processed through PayPal. There's two separate ways to donate: uh, a recurring monthly contribution, which will automatically upgrade your status from listener to patron, patron listener. Um, you can learn about that on the website too. And, uh, or you can just be kind of a, a one-off, like drive-by lump sum donation person. <laughs> drive-by. And we, we love those people no less than anybody else. So if you really dig this, please consider, uh, just kicking a, a few pennies even our way. Any, any amount, um, helps. Every amount counts and every Definitely. amount is appreciated and we don't judge. Well, I think we might judge you if you donated like... 15 cents that might be kind of weird <laughs> well probably yeah mostly because of the <clears throat> mostly because of the fees that you had to pay and like paypal like yeah paypal actually... would like eat nine cents of that <laughs> so it'd be like really really <laughs> um no we're just, we're just messing around really whatever you can afford um it's really appreciated uh so um feel free to go to go the extra mile and uh and do that for us yeah definitely so that's it yeah yeah all right Rock so episode 88 I'm Trevor Alga. I'm AJ Meyer. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, dude, brotherly love. (laughs) 